super quick. So it was. He's Absolutely. like, I got all this money. Let's go. <laughs> Absolutely. Nothing was in yeah. writing. Um, and he promised me two years. And it, it's my fault. Like the writing was on the wall. Like. Welcome to the Real Construction Owners Podcast, where we interview real construction owners doing big things in the industry. Today, we have a special guest, a husband and wife, Bob and Emily Hole of Hole Roofing, been in business for quite some time, looking to crush $4 million in business this year. Welcome to the show. How are you guys doing? Good. How are you, brother? Good. I'm truly blessed, highly favored, living out here in Costa Rica. Curious. I would like to know, before we get into the meat and potato of your business, how did y'all get started in roofing? Give us a story of how this all began. So um, I was kind of sick and tired of the eight to five, the hourly wage. Um, and I was in a, I was in environmental consulting and I just kind of felt like I fell into that and I wanted more purpose. I wanted something else more in life. Um, and we um, were huge Dave Ramsey believers. Uh, we started his program uh, as soon as we got married. We've been married just a little over 11 years. And um, we, uh, our, our goal, and uh, poor thing, she, uh, she, she, she agreed to this when we got married to be a stay-at-home mom. And now she's helping help run the business. But it was to the point that I was looking for a straight commission job that if I worked my tail off, my family uh, would benefit from that. And um, I answered a list, an, an ad on Craigslist, and I got into roofing sales because at that time, looking for straight commission sales jobs, it was either life insurance or I mean, th there was a hundred to one of, and I just I couldn't sell that stuff. So that's kind of that's how I got into it, and I I learned really real quick that it was a business that I felt that I wanted to do more in, and we're we're out in a rural area in Indiana, and um, Honestly, the big companies would always complain when they had to come out here and put a roof on. And I'm like, their money spends the same way as everybody else is. And it just got to the point that I'm one of them that if I say I'm going to do something, um, then uh, we uh, I'm going to do it. Um, so it was it was one of them. That's that's kind of how we got started there. So nice. And Emily, as far as like roles go, because my wife's my business partner as well. As far as roles go, what would you say is your role and what would you say is his role? Um, mine is production, getting stuff scheduled, ordering material, um, getting all that stuff rolling. Um, his role is overseeing kind of everything and especially the sales guys and helping them out on jobs if they help bid and stuff. Um, but just his role is overseeing most everything in general. It sounds like you guys have a pretty cool culture. We were talking when we, before we got started. What are some things that y'all are doing to uh, empower or make your team know that you care? Something about like kayaking and baby party. Talk to us about that. Um, just taking the taking the time out of our schedule to set things up to do stuff. Um, just not talk about business, do stuff fun so we can get to know each other um, on that personal level and just have fun together and do life together um, and then celebrate their wins and um, their big things coming up in their life um, just to know so they know that they're important to us. That's beautiful. Yeah. 
it's not Wait necessarily it, you're investing in the people. It's, it sounds like y'all's business is a legacy business where you actually care about the person, not just the dollar. Yep. And we just did a kayaking trip last weekend. Um, we, we try to have a birthday for some reason, our team, uh, there's 10 of us and there always seems to be like two birthdays back to back. So we'll have like a birthday lunch and, you know, get them their favorite candy or whatever, you know, and, uh, just celebrate happy birthday, have cake, have lunch, fellowship. Um, and then uh, we're getting ready to have a diaper party for one of our sales reps. Um, he's expecting a little boy coming up here in November. And uh, just, a, I don't know, um, you know, uh, a mentor of mine always say, you never, uh, you never miss a birth, you never miss a death. So like be there for your team. Um, and, uh, you know, I do this really good for everybody but my wife, but, you know, encourage them and compliment them for what they're doing well. Um, just uh, like our one sales rep said that he's never had anybody ever, like he's never had a ball say thank you and, and actually appreciate them. And as I was also sharing with you earlier before we started recording, um, we were at a diaper party that this young man's family was having last weekend. And I started talking to a potential guy that wants to come and sell, sell for us. And his wife came up and was like, I didn't believe what Chris was saying about you guys. So she started following our Facebook page and, you know, she's now she's sold to have her husband come and work for us. So that's kind of cool. Uh, just, uh, you know, just we try to do the small things right. And, you know, and I want to grow our team because I see the potential, but I also know that we got to grow it slow and steady also. So. Amen. You know, with that being said, like we're, we're, we're hard charging business men and women. And, you know, sometimes we focus on, sometimes we have it backwards. It's supposed to, in my opinion, it's supposed to be God, wife, kids, business. But sometimes we, you know, put business first. So I'm curious, what would you say is one of y'all's uh, best processes in your business that y'all are most proud of? Emily, what do you think it is? Um, I think just um, sitting down and getting to know our guys and what makes them tick as far as like, what are they striving for? What are they working for? Because um, they're not all, um, you know, we know what our guys like Nick, he's striving to get a better house. Um, Chris, he's got his baby coming up. Um, so he knows that's a goal for him as providing well for him. Just knowing what they're striving for and what goals they want to uh, meet, um, that way we can help them achieve it and we know what's going on um, in their personal life as far as how, where they want to go and what kind of growth they want to see. So I think that really um, helps us stand apart um, so they know uh, we want to help them get to where they want to be. You care about them. There's a great book called The Dream Manager by Matthew Kelly. Highly suggest that. Um, based exactly what you're saying on how to maximize the people who work for you by tapping into their dreams. So thanks for sharing. Uh, Bob, what would you say is your best process that you're most proud of? Um, we, uh, I know we keep going back to Dave Ramsey, but we're part of his uh, mastermind, or not mastermind, but his elite program through Entree, Entree Leadership. And um, weekly, there's an email sent out and it's like a weekly report. And it's just like they, um, they just fill out what was your highlight. Yeah, um, what they a high, level. a stress level, a low of the week, all that kind of stuff. So in a glance, you know, um, you know, they can share in private, like, you know, I'm struggling with this. Like we're a small enough team that we know 
what when somebody's you know when stuff's going wrong you know and we know our our team on a fairly personal level like most of them most of our team we've known for a good while so um you know we we know their kids and you know we know what grade they're in like uh, our one sales rep mark he's got a daughter that's in college and his son's in high school you know so it is you know we know about his wife we've been friends with him for several years so um yeah that's incredible, man. People, they, unfortunately, they love the money instead of loving the people, but it sounds like you guys truly are servant leaders where you love the people and use the money to invest in them. Can you go over that a little bit more on that email letter? Uh, Cause I always try to take, I'm an owner myself. What, what does it have? It has a high of the week, a low of the week, a stress of the week. What are, what else does it have? It was how, how's your, how was your workload slash stress? Um, a win slash high of the week and then a low of the week. And then you can, um, you can elaborate, like you're supposed to, it's like a green smiley face, then yellow, then red. Um, and then you can um, also put in like comments in there and huh. kind of elaborate. Um, and that just helps me, like I read them and then I can respond to them and be like, oh, I'm sorry to hear that or keep up the great, just whatever it entails is what, as far as what they put. I you send respond. that to your salesman, your team, you send that to your team. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's brilliant. You're like, you're actually like high end management of emotions through a, a, a weekly email. And a lot of times. Could you share that with me, Bob? Yes. Yes. Yes, I uh, can. Yep they're going to be more apt to share on that than they are as far as um, person to person. Yes. It's easier to like type it um, than them come in and like spill, oh. spill their guts. Yeah. Especially like ideally I would like to have a sit down for 30 minutes every week with a one-on-one, -on -one, but um, our sales team are always out and about. Like they're not really making any money if they're in at the office. And then also, um, We've got a marketing girl that she's out building relationships. So once again, she's not in the office a ton. It's a nice way to do that, you know, so. Um, that is really smart. You're the second contract that I've heard say that, that you have a marketing person designated on salary out shaking hands. Can you elaborate on just that? So what we've kind of done is the Matt Danskins program, the restoration referral system, um, and we just have uh, a young lady that she literally goes out and we've got insurance agents like our local community, then the surrounding communities that, you know, she builds relationships with to get referrals from when, you know, somebody calls in like looking for a contractor. And sometimes we got to go out there and like clean up a mess of another contractor. And sometimes they haven't even picked a contractor. Um, so, yeah, we've just been uh, she's been with us about a year and a half. Um, and it was a little slow going at the beginning of getting stuff rolling, but it's, it's been nice. This year has been a, a slow storm season for the Indianapolis market, but there's still people that have problems. And it's a lot of our leads this year have come from her of just building them relationships. So let's, let's go a little further with that. So you found this person and you offered her a salary and she has to every week uh, accomplish some type of key performance indicator. Uh, could you elaborate what that key performance indicator is for you to be like, cool, she's doing her job and it's worth the X dollars? 
Well, and uh, I'll admit that we we didn't we didn't give her much structure at the beginning, but we're starting to give her some. Um, right now, we went over in the last couple of weeks with her. Like our goal is to manage 160 relationships with insurance agents, and that just that was to me that was 40 a week and hit them every hit them once a month because like she don't need to be in there every day. She don't need to be in their insurance office every every week. But that's just kind of kind of how we we drew everything out. I like that. You know, one of the things I've learned in masterminds as well is this thing called the SOG methodology, where y'all learn in the other mastermind you're part of EOS, similar, where uh-huh. you have you have the CEO up top you, or the CFO, and then you have um, service. Who's you have a manager in charge of the service department. You have operations, a, a leader in charge of all operations, billings, collecting, some calling customers, and she that person has un, people under her. And then you have growth, SOG, service operations growth, uh, somebody in charge of the growth department, like a recruiting manager through Indeed, through Facebook ads. And that's one of the things that I do. I host these retreats out here in Costa Rica. I bring contractors together. We have a blast surfing. It's tons of fun. And we dive deep into that. I'm curious, what, where is the hole? Because your business is doing great. Sounds like the people are amazing. But you only you know, where is the hole that needs to be filled within your business? Um, we've got to quit doing so much of it. Um, our biggest quality, but the worst thing about us is we literally just loaded OSB right before we came in here. Like we had to redeck uh, a roof today. We were out there, like we're both throwing OSB in the back of the truck for the guy to run it out. Um, so we're not, we're willing to roll our sleeves up and do absolutely anything to need it, to get it done, um, which I think is important because our team knows that we'll work our tails off. Um, but we've got to get, she's got to get, um, she wants more time with the kids. I mean, it's drop the kids off, go pick them up, bring them back to the office. So we're kind of working on some work-life balance per se with that. So that right now is in the operations of we're in the, we're in we're in the process of hiring like a full-time runner slash light quality control person just because we're doing a lot of that right now, hmm. um, and that's kind of uh, that's 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 where we're at. That, that's our that's our weakest point. Um, Man, yeah. you know, it sounds like Emily's such an asset to your business with uh, production, and I, I had to, I had the same problem, but I had to find somebody who was an ex, ex roofer who's like sick and tired of roofing. He still can sell, but I found that person and I, I quizzed him. I made him put together material orders. I made him call subs. I gave him a, a script of what to say to the subs. You know, I made him send the subcontractor agreement before they do the job. And if a person can do it 80% as good as we can do it, because it sounds like Emily's the rock star in that department, because that was the key for, for, for my business, for my business is I had to find that person. And now I don't have to do that. And for my wife, it was, she was in the roles, you know, rolling up her sleeves, doing the financials, but now she doesn't have to. So what would you say, it, it sounds like it's a peep, a person, you have people, processes, and products in a business. And it sounds like we're just looking for the right person to fill that role. Would you agree? Yeah. Okay. And I would, I'm curious, let's change it up a little bit. What's a, 
what's an expensive lesson you guys learned in your business that was like, oh, so painful. Like it's hard to even bring it up. Um, we bought out a guy and we were going to have him run the remodeling division of it. Um, so we like um, bought him out as far as like his tools and stuff. And then that kind of absolutely down, downhill, like super quick. So it was He's absolutely. like, I got all this money. Let's go. <laughs> no, absolutely. No, Nothing was yeah. in writing. Um, and he promised me two years. And it, it's my fault. Like the writing was on the wall. Like um, he couldn't bid jobs and make his business profitable. Why I ever thought working for me, he could. Um, hey, you got but, some tools out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> but then he ended up coming. Emily shaking her head like, oh my God. <laughs> well, the, the problem was he came back and took about half or a third of them back and went back into construction uh, oh. practically oh. instantly, like within four months. Um, yeah. So, however, I always look at the like the bright side and two of you them. You helped a brother out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Lord uh, bless you. <laughs> uh, we got we got two of our team members out of that um, and they're still go. with us. And then like, you know, the one has brought in another person, which is going to bring in another person. Um, so I you couldn't put a price tag on them, guys. But yeah, that that's the one that it's like I don't beat myself up about it because I know it, it we're we're better people for that. Yeah. Um, but it like. I knew all the acid tests to test against it. And I just, I went right past it. You know what I mean? And it, was it felt like, good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's funny. Cause I got a couple of buddies. He's the one, my one buddy's like, you know, you shouldn't have done that. Right. I was like, yeah. He goes, I wanted to say something. I was like, man, we're close enough. You should have. But like yeah. I said, it, yeah, that, that's the one. Um, yeah. That's hey, the one. We all have them. Sometimes we live and sometimes it, sometimes we lose and sometimes we learn. And I've had those expensive lessons as well, man. All good. So what's a, what's an investment you guys have made that surprised y'all? I guess maybe the office building that we're sitting in, uh, we just got it bought in January, was it? Mm -hmm. And I, I was surprised the amount of people that stopped in looking for estimates. Like we're so, I mean, everything's technology and everybody wants to call or text or email, but the amount of people that stop in kind of floor me, um, to be honest, I guess, I guess that's probably the best one. Um, that's so smart, Bob, Emily, because, you know, so many people throw money at rent, but if you're going to spend the money and you have decent credit, you might as well buy the asset, outgrow it, keep that asset, and then let somebody else pay you monthly right. and then go get a bigger asset. Yeah, and I got I got to do a shameless plug for Dave Ramsey. We cash flowed it. We we wrote a check for the building, uh, which is really nice. Just uh, it's it's ours, you know. Um, but I think that I mean we already believed in investing in our people, uh, taking them to conference. Like we took our entire team to RoofCon last year. We're taking them back this year. So that's an investment that some people would be like would think that they would be surprised with the return on investment there. But I we're minded, we're, our minds kind of go that way anyway. So that's an investment that's, that I think is paid. Our team's talking about, they're excited. Um, so, but yeah, I would say our building would probably be um, the best investment. And I'm hoping this runner position that we're looking to hire is the best investment for our marriage to give her, to take some off of her plate. Um, yeah. So. With, you know, with three kids, I got two little ones, my wife's, you know, we're talking about a third. It's a lot of work to, 
to, to try to balance all that and school and nanny or whatever, you know, like, and work. So I wish you the best on that for sure, man. So I am curious about being, we have contractors listening. We have roofing contractors, owners, home builders, government contractors. What would you say is your best success secret that has helped your business grow? For us, uh, one thing is Google reviews. Um, we're at like 108 for in our small market. Like I think wow. the next closest is like 11 or 12. Um, That's impressive, 108. So, how, how do you extrapolate that? How do you get those? Just freaking ask. <laughs> and a lot of people will tell you they'll do it, then they won't. Uh, but you just, it's kind of like sales. <laughs> you ask enough people, you make, you eventually make enough sales, you know. Um, and we just, and it's good for our sales reps, especially our newer, greener ones. Like they hear me talk about it all the time, but then when they go out to a, a lead and they're like, oh my gosh, you had 68 review, five-star reviews. Like I'm using you. Like then it's easier for them to ask for five-star reviews because they know how much, you know, how much that helps. Um, another thing, did you come up with anything? Um, just, I mean, it's no secret, just taking care of your customers, um, calling them back, showing up on time and doing what you tell them you're going to do. Um, it's really not secret. Everybody should be doing it, but a lot of people don't. So that is, comes to our advantage. So, and I, and I tell our home or our sales teams, focus on your current homeowners. Like they're going to give you the best warm leads. Like I know in sales, you're always looking for that next sale. I get that but we get a ton of referral business. Uh, you know, it's funny. We, we always seem to get one or two leads that we end up doing the referral before we do their job because insurance is holding up or the mortgage company is on the check or something like that. But yeah, like uh, we had a tornado go through uh, just West of us and there was five structures damaged and we ended up getting contracts on all five of them. And three of the houses where there was four of the houses right together and we had three of them that night. Like they, we had a personal connection or we had done work for them before. And then the neighbor called us the next day and they're like, well, everybody else is going with you. So come on out here guys. You know, so that's, uh, um, that's just a testament of taking care of our customers. Cause the one guy was, uh, I'd fixed his ridge shingles two or three times. Uh, we had went to church together and, you know, that turned into a really nice size claim when we're going to put siding on the house the house and bond, the roof and siding gutters on everything, you know. So literally that came out of, you know, what, $30 worth of hip and ridge shingles over a couple of years. Like you can't buy leads for that, you know. So um, talking yeah. about talking about, you know, common practice, Emily, you know, not everybody does the common thing. So it's OK that you shared that simple, but it's powerful to not so many people just always onto the next onto the next but if you take care of what you have that's when you get the you know you get more abundance that's when god gives you more if you if you really harness what you what you're given i, I really like that how are you combat combating insurance restoration for the money taken forever for it getting tied up in the mortgage process what is your process do you you know how to get the cash flow in faster just try to stay on top of it the best we can. Uh, we've got an office girl here that does that helps us a lot. Um, so yeah, and fortunately, we've always done a fair amount of retail, which has always been nice, just because that really helps the cash flow. Um, you 
know, we're still in that hustle and scale and grind mode. So we don't take a massive, you know, check every week. Like we invest a ton back into the business so we continue to grow it. So that, that also helps. Um, just that, that helps a lot too. That's smart. You know, so many contractors, they get the money and then they buy the thing, the shiny thing. But instead of, it sounds like you guys are a wholesome down to earth couple that really cares, puts, puts the money back into the business. And, you know, if you're following Dave Ramsey you're, and you're following Hunter, you know, that speaks a lot about your integrity and speaks a lot about like the vision of legacy that you're trying to build. Now, before we go, what would you say is something that you believe every contractor who's trying to get to the next level should implement? Um, I, I struggle with this one, but I, I think time management of like where you're putting your, your most effort and where you're spending your time um, that way, you know, you can get stuff checked off and move on to the next task and you're not just spinning your wheels and not getting anything accomplished. So time management, that's crucial. Automation. This isn't real popular, um, but making the right hire, slowing the hiring process down um, and just, and that's, and I've made plenty of bad hires in our short time of running the business uh, that I knew was not going to work. And I still did it, you know, so we don't have that figured out, but it seems to be like when we slow the process down, um, and then also invest some time in them when they first get in and like communicate, make sure like, you know, we do a good job up front of what expectations are, but once the ball gets rolling and once again, that's, we've done, I, I probably do a better job explaining it than I do doing it sometimes. Um, and, you know, I just feel like our, the storm restoration stuff, it's just like hire as many people as you can and hope a couple of them stick around. And I don't, I don't want that. Um, you know, and another thing is like, we've never made a good hire that we've regretted. Like you always struggle, like, oh, can I cover that salary? Like, you know, we got to be going in the winter or whatever, but of uh, the quality hires that we've made, I mean, have just relieved us of so much. Like it's always, it's always fun for me when like I see a check come in or a job that we've done that I know the people and I didn't even know we had to leave. And here we've already put the roof off. You know, and I was like, yes, like, or we drive by a house and I'm like, hey, I know who lives there. That's our sign, like, and the roof's being done that day or, or you know, and that's, that's always fun for me because like, I, I want to always work in the business, but I also want to work on the business. Um, and I, I want to, I want to make sure that there's a fine line there. You know, some people just want to turn it over too quickly, in my opinion. And then a lot of people will not turn it over at all. Um, and, and that's a struggle too. Um, we're, we both struggle with that of like taking the time to teach somebody. And um, that's been a, a big thing. That's been a big thing that I, I learned from mas joining masterminds in the roofing space is creating like a, your training, your training to where right when they get plugged in, they have to go through that. So they know everything you want them to know. Right. Um, and that's, that's interesting. You said hiring slow, slow, not being so fast to just like, hire everybody do you guys is it commission only or is it uh is there some type of base like how how what do you what do y'all do for somebody who's listening who's like you know what i like these guys they got a good heart you know how does it work for a, a salesperson who's curious about working with you guys uh, all our sales are all commission based um cool yeah that that's how mine is as well all good 
So uh, one thing that we do is we also pay um, 100 to $200 for every time they get a signed contingency with a claim number. And that's just a, uh, a draw on their commission. And by doing so, they have money like every single week. And But the, th the thing is, you have to have your office lady call that lead and verify that that is the homeowner and that they did file the claim. Um, and I have noticed, because I was having a hard time through retention, once I implemented that, I had more people uh, coming through, you know, getting their little $500 a week. And then my, you, the closer, would be on those leads to make sure they get to the finish line or one of your best salespeople, right? Yep. And once I did that, um, it helped It helped alleviate people coming and going so fast. So maybe that'll help. Guys, this has been so much fun. Bob, Emily with Whole Roofing in Indiana. If somebody's listening here and they, they can tell you guys have a good heart and they want to learn more about what you guys do and or there's a big storm that hits, how can they reach out to you? Uh, Facebook is probably going to be the easiest, uh, Bob, and then our last name, H-O-E-L. Um, you can find our Facebook page, Whole Roofing and Remodeling, or my cell phone number is 765-561-2054. Um, there's a lot better chance I'm going to respond than Emily. So if she doesn't know a number, she's not going to answer it. So it's like, ignore, I'm the same, yep. Emily. All good. <laughs> Hey guys, this has been so much fun. Thanks for hopping on Real Construction Owners podcast today. Thank you, sir. Have Thank a good you. day.